Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, guy who can't say no and is always on the go, Tim Bradley. Tim, how's it going today? Eric, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Tim, you sound far away. Uh, I'm sorry. It's It's been a long day already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm close to my phone. How's that? Yeah, yeah. We had to change... My inability to say no has led me away from the studio today, so I apologize to everyone for that. Yeah, well, that's okay. When we uh, we we'll we'll roll with the punches. Um, and uh, Tim, we've got a great guest joining us today. Uh, we have Mister Brad McMillan on the phone. Brad, how, how's your day going today? Wonderful, wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, really appreciate you joining us. Um, we wanted to have you on. Uh, you and I knew each other from uh, from our work at the bank, and uh, you've you've recently uh, moved away, and uh, you and I stayed in touch. And uh, we wanted to have you on as a guest, talk a little bit about um, what what you've got going on in your life, and and some of the inspiring things uh, that that you've got on your plate you want to talk about. So let's start off. Um, just tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, where, where, where'd you grow up and, and talk, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, uh, I grew up in Huntington, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, uh, I would tell you probably in a time where I just, um, love growing up in Huntington. Um, I think, industry was doing okay. Um, grew up in your normal neighborhood where you played football, basketball, uh, obviously WWE and all the other <laughs> wrestling channels were coming about. So you, you ran with a group of kids. Um, you, you challenged each other, you, you played outside and, and obviously in the technology age we're in, you know, I reminisce very, very um, fondly on the fact that we just played outside until the nightlight came on. Right. Um, grew up with uh, three older sisters, um, a mother that I'm sure I'll get into before that is, um, in theory, my hero. Um, somebody that just, uh, I know a mother's supposed to love you, but um, help channel the way I was supposed to go. But in those days, my mother ruled with an iron fist and, uh, you, you, you listened, uh, and, and you were seen and not heard at, at particular times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, wonderful time growing up, um, obviously got into sports, got into, uh, civic duties and different things. And, uh, you know, sports was what I would call probably the vehicle, um, to help me get where I'm at today. Um, gravitated to football and basketball. Um, and excelled at one point in time in my life. I went to the state tournament in, in uh, West Virginia, um, had a wonderful game, but fouled out and ended up losing. <laughs> um, we won't talk any more about that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so it, it led me, uh, as they say, to the country roads. Um, did take a detour in uh, uh, Texas uh, as far as junior college after high school. Um, but it led me back to West Virginia University, um, probably one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life. Um, the school, the state, um, the people um, blessed me, um, encouraged me, um, and lifted me up at times to, um, 
you know, survive a lot of difficulties, a lot of adversity. And um, sitting here right now at, at almost 44, um, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see uh, the product. Um, and again, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not a finished product. Uh, as my wife says, I'm a, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> but um, it's really cool to see the journey um, that I've been on and the the people and the state of West Virginia has played in it. That's awesome. So, Brad, you mentioned junior college uh, right out of high school. Um, so th- that sports that sports track we we um on this podcast we talk a lot about sports and and the the how sports can be very formative for a lot of folks can you talk about some some of the the people that that were influential to you through that through your um through your path um, yeah through high school and yeah, so I have to tell you, um, probably when I started Journey of Basketball, was a guy by the name of Michael Hornbuckle. Um, his son and I, to this day, are best friends. But Michael Hornbuckle set out to teach me how to play, you know, buddy league basketball um, and taught me, honestly, fundamentals that I probably use today in my in my uh, <laughs> over 40 basketball league. Um, but he was a person that, really tried to teach you not only just basketball, but how to be a young man. Um, the one thing that I always say about sports is, and, and especially basketball is basketball is a unique sport that teaches you about your personality by the way that you play, um, by some of the things that you do, whether you pass, whether you shoot a lot, whether you rebound for others, whether you hustle, whether you um, are a leader, it's, it's a fantastic sport to really get a window into what that young man or young woman is like um, right. and how to go about teaching them how to deal with it, right? And how to work with it or, or manifest it. So Mr. Hornbuckle was fantastic. Um, going further, um, uh, there was an AU trip that I took. I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. And it was probably, I'll never forget, we went to Virginia Beach and um, had this epiphany. And I wasn't good at that particular time, but because we traveled, it was really, I would think, just in my mind, it was really the first time I can recall traveling outside of the state of West Virginia. And it was a moment where I sat there and I thought to myself, the world is bigger than Huntington, West Virginia. Right. And, you know, although you kind of sit back and you're like reminiscing, you're like, well, of course, you know, dummy. But when you're that young and you didn't have the Internet, you didn't have all these tools that you have now, you didn't know. Right. You didn't understand that. And I never forget that whole trip. I just kept thinking there's more. And I didn't know how to get it, didn't know how to kind of figure out what things cost and how do you, you know, how do you honestly just get there? But I just remember thinking about it. So as I went on my basketball journey, I got to high school, you know, I I got into my physical body and I just was, you know, one day what I would say woke up and I was good. Um, I worked hard, but I wouldn't say I worked the hardest, you know, I had knucklehead in me. Um, 
<laughs> especially you know your 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 traditional young boy, probably too much testosterone energy. Um, thought I knew it all. Thought the adults didn't know it all. Um, so you know it, it was it was a journey of understanding, you know, the combination of grades, education, um, um, listening. Um, probably that was the hardest part is actually just listening and, and understanding what, what a coach was trying to tell you. So long story short, I had to, I had to really mature. Um, so, you know, when I did go about that process, I got to junior college and a guy by the name of Blake Brown, who was our coach and Blake was, he he looked like Michael J. Fox. Um, and, and, and we had this team if you bear with me in this, but we had this team and you just have to imagine we're in the, we're in border Texas. And this is, um, the, uh, pain handle of Texas where you can smell it before you can see it. Um, and you're, you're, you're talking about cow manure. You're talking about everything and coming from West Virginia, not well traveled. I didn't know that cowboys actually existed. <laughs> so when I pull up on this campus, there's actually cowboys. And so on our team is, is primarily in a majority minority. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, um, not only guys from Houston, Texas, Washington, DC, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, um, you, you had guys from Africa. Um, you had guys that were 17. You had guys that were 21. You maybe had guys that were 23. And you have this coach who's probably fresh out of college. I mean, literally could have been um, uh, Michael J. Fox's twin, trying to tell us what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. So as I could tell you, it was definitely, I think they have a show now called, um, I can't think of that show. Last Chance You? Last Chance You. So think of Last Chance You. That's that's where I was at in the middle of Border, Texas, and it was rough. I mean, it was rough. It was it was not for the faint of heart. Um, it was if it was a fight, it was going to be a fight, <laughs> fist fight. Um, if it was going to be you left something out too long, it could have got stolen. Now I met people that were phenomenal. I met Coach Brown was phenomenal to me and my family. Um, but it was just this hodgepodge where when I left Huntington, West Virginia, I thought in my own little head, I was tough. Um, and I was, you know, I was not to be messed with. And then I got to border Texas with a bunch of those guys. And I realized tough has a different meaning. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and, you know, I just focused on basketball. I really did. It was like one of the few times in my life I just, Literally every day, every moment focused on basketball. Probably the best I ever was um, at the game. And it, uh, I started getting recruited all over the country. Um, everything from Pepperdine uh, University, uh, U- University of Texas, uh, Arizona State. Um, um, and obviously West Virginia University called me. And... Unlike many kids that were probably that age, I didn't like being recruited. I didn't think it was um, it just it wasn't enjoyable to me um, because one thing that my mom always taught me when I was a kid was, you know, don't believe in uh, too good to be true and don't believe your pre- press clippings. 
So to me, it was more about tell me you want me. If it's the place I want to be, that's where I'm going to go. And uh, Coach Mel Hankinson called me and said, hey, I saw you in this tournament. What's a West Virginia kid doing out in Texas? <laughs> I said, well, long story. And as that, that's probably the theme of my life, long story. Um, and I just said, uh, you know, um, I'd love to come back home, Coach. And he said, well, if you quit all this uh, recruiting stuff, we'll sign you right now. And I said, let's do it. And that literally was my recruiting. Um, never, never even really went to Morgantown before that. Never really had a lot of discussions with, uh, what was then the head coach, Gail Catlett. It was just more about, I want to go to school in my home state. And obviously like any other kid, I had dreams of being all time leading scorer, all American, you know, the greatest ever to play. And, and it didn't happen that way. Matter of fact, it probably happened the opposite way. I'll probably crush some of my dreams that I had um, based on what I felt my talent was, but it worked out. It worked out for my education. It worked out for um, the people that I met and it was, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal um, choice. That, uh, that feeling that your mom instilled in you, uh, it, it paid off. You, you come to WVU, you uh, first year, big East academic all-star team. So, I mean, something yep. something worked. Well, you know, and, I, and I'm sure we're going to get to this, but, you know, my mom was my inspiration for how you had to carry yourself and what you had to be like. And her big thing was you can have all the other talents in the world, but you will be educated. You will be able to articulate yourself. Um, and that was, I mean, it was a non-negotiable, Right. you know, I'll give you this story, you know, a lot of kids on Martin Luther King day, you know, they're, you know, obviously honoring, um, I mean, a, a, a I mean, unbelievable, believable, accomplished legend, um, civil rights leader. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're, you're, you are thankful, you know, you, you believe, you know, Hey, this man has helped us. But when I was a kid, you know, on that day, my mom made you read his, read his speech. Wow. Articulate to her what it meant. What does that mean to you? And talk about it, discuss it. Um, she made me read about Langston Hughes and poetry so that I could understand how people were different and how, you know, the best way I could put it is how you could express yourself, even though you may not speak the King's English, you know, correctly. She was, she was this person that saw a kid that was, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was, I was very timid. I, I stuttered. Um, I couldn't read. I was, um, I was ashamed in many ways when I was little, little. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know, brought this, you know, what I call this determination and this, this fighting spirit to who I was. And it were, there were no excuses. You're going to accomplish it. You're going to figure it out. 
you're not going to fail. Um, and it was daunting. It was, you know, when you're growing up, you know, all you want to do is what the other kids are doing. Right. And, you know, she would just grab me and say, no, you're going to do what, what I want, what I want you to do. Cause I'm telling you what to do, but you're also going to do the right things and you're going to accomplish things. And, you know, without my father there, it was, it was hard. It was hard to understand where she was coming from and why to read about this guy when nobody else has to read about, him, right. you know, in my neighborhood, you know, <laughs> and why do I get to get 3.0? Nobody, nobody else has got to get a 3.0 to play. Um, and you know, when she told me about, you know, sports, like she was like, no, you gotta be good. Well, what do you mean? Like, I can't just play. No, you gotta be good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, so it was, it was just a mentality, um, that she put in me, um, to achieve yeah. and to accomplish things that was, you know, one, I think very rare to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, and something that, you know, I, man, I, I just appreciate it because, you know, there was a lot of times that if I had a mother that was less than that, I would have quit and it would have been, it would have been bad. Yeah, she sounds like a awesome, awesome woman. Oh yeah. Brad, that reminds me a lot of some of the, the some of the stuff I grew up with. Um, you know, my mom was an, another strong woman like that. She didn't work, but she put my sister and, and myself ahead of everyone else uh, in our household to make sure we, we did better. She she definitely said you had to have uh, a three-year average or you couldn't play sports at all. Uh, you know, that was, for me, that's been a huge inspiration in my life from a young man to where I'm at now. So how has that transition for you from having a strong woman leading you from a young age to your adulthood now? Honestly, it, it gives me one respect and admiration for any, you know, especially female empowerment and leadership and, and, and things of that nature. Cause believe me, my mother, I'm a mama's boy and, and she, she's, I mean, she built me. I mean, that's just the honest truth. Um, the other part of it is, um, probably good and bad. Um, what makes you can break you is, you know, I have a mentality that is, um, strong and achievement oriented and you know it's it's you know you got to make it you got to do it um and and in many times it's, it's it helped me excel and in other times it's depressed me that i didn't excel that i didn't achieve something that i didn't um you know ultimately become an nba basketball player and move my family to i don't know where you could think of um it, it weighed on me. Um, and, you know, as an adult, you know, I've hopefully learned to channel it and think about it and, you know, have a lot of different skills that I didn't have when I was younger. But um, that's my mentality. That's my mind. That's my heart. That's, that's you know, um, how I live my life. I was going to say, Eric, like I grew up the same way with putting sports ahead of everything else. I thought that's where I was going to to go uh, with, with athletics and I got hurt and I got on and did everything. One of the things that really pushed me to the man that I am today was, was having people around me that supported my ideals and what I wanted to do. 
Uh, I've been huge with community outreach. I understand you do a lot of the same stuff. Can you talk about some of the stuff that you've done over your lifetime as far as community outreach and some of your goals moving forward? Yeah. So um, obviously, again, as a kid, we grew up, um, you know, with, with not, I wouldn't call it poor, but we grew up without things. Um, We grew up learning a lot of different adversities and getting support and help. And I never forgot it. I never forgot what that felt like to receive it and to see people that could help you. Um, So in my heart, it was always about um, what I could give back what I could do. Um, and I'll be honest, it was never about how somebody perceived me. Um, I think Eric can attest to this. I like to do it more organically that you wouldn't know it was me, um, or that you wouldn't know, um, you know, from a marketing or accomplishment standpoint. So obviously my heart is for children. Um, those that come with, um, less than means, um, those that are trying to aspire and accomplish and get out of their situations. So for me, um, you know, specifically United Way, I think is fantastic. I think the Ronald McDonald House um, is fantastic. And so one of the things I did um, when I was with uh, um, First United Bank and Trust, um, put together a shoot for charity event. Um, it was a uh, shooting competition in which we partnered with a corp- another corporate partner um, to compete and raise money and awareness. Um, I was happy to say from this inaugural event to um, right before I left, I think we raised somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe twenty twenty two thousand dollars um, for um, for the Ronald McDonald House. Um, and I just thought that was, man, that was one of the crowning achievements in my life. Um, you know, as far as just helping, helping be a part of something, um, in the things that I love and believe in. Um, I do a lot of read alouds at school when, when, when that was permissible without COVID. Um, I've talked to, um, significant amount of kids. Um, even now I talk to young entrepreneurs about, um, the world of banking and how to get their ideas out and how to focus on whether it's traditional means of financing or other ways to, to build their goals, build their dreams, build the infrastructures of their thoughts. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife will tell you, I'd probably give you a shirt off my back if I just thought that's what you needed to, to go do whatever you need to do. So I do give away a lot of, uh, material things um just because they're material right that's why that's why you were always asking for a shirt when you were at the bank (laughs) i get it i get it now uh brad that that the shoot for charity was always one of my favorite things um I, i don't know if you remember uh i've got i've got a couple of of favorite memories from those uh one was the very first year I just lucked out and shot a half court shot. Uh, you and I were had a little wager, and I just I lucked <laughs> yeah. out and banked it in, 
and and I walk off the court, hands held high. I'm all excited. And then the next year, uh, you kind of put me in my place there. And <laughs> we, we had we had a bucket for bucket uh, shootout challenge that year. It didn't didn't work out so well for me that time. But uh, and then and then the the other was uh, every year I would ask uh, our our very own Beelington bomber Jaeger to uh, take some crazy shot. And I mean that guy. I mean, he'd throw something. He'd yeah. be sitting on the sidelines, sitting down, and just toss it up there, and it'd go in every time. And it cracked me up. Pro- probably one of the most talented individuals I've ever met in my life that could do anything. You know what I mean? Like if you just said, "Hey, Josh, hey, hit that golf ball five hundred yards," <laughs> he'd just look at it and go, "Okay." You know what I mean? <laughs> throw that football fifty yards. Okay. You know what I mean? No big there, deal. But uh, I'll tell you that. That event was um, it, it, it. It was funny. It, it showed me what partnerships can do and what you can bring to your community and make it so fun and so competitive. Um, and you know, I do appreciate you know First United uh, allowing us to participate in it. Um, I, I just think it brought a an awareness that was really special and really fun. Um, and, uh, and again, what it does and how it helps the family, um, is, is truly impactful. Absolutely. All right, Tim. Well, that we're going to actually stop there and wrap up this first part of the episode with Brad McMillan. Uh, thought some really, really good stuff there. Um, Brad's a great guy and, and, uh, we've got a part two that we're going to launch actually next week. Uh, where we get in a little more deep with with Brad? I think I mean we got to, to meet Brad. Very very happy guy. Mm-hmm. Great stories. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to hear what uh, he has to bring next week. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting inspirewv.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. Of course, you can always also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at inspirewv.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more from Brad and more inspiration. But until then, stay inspired and be inspiring.